Where are we going? Welcome to this exclusive podcast produced by Spirit Watch Ministries that will show where life in our darkening times is now turning and how you can avoid the detours of deception through the hope of biblical truth. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 24 warned us over two millennia ago and how urgently we need to heed him now. Our host is Pastor Rafael Martinez, a seasoned Northwest Indiana-based minister, intercessor, and counter-cult apologist who will help you discern the journey of change we're all on as the last day of the last days now winds down. For more information, check out our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. Now. Here's Pastor Raphael. We want to welcome Jeremiah back to the podcast again. And uh, Jeremiah, I do appreciate the time you're taking. I have a very busy day uh, to speak with us today. I, you know, I, I, there's an old saying that says that, you know, when you want something done, you want something done quick, uh, you get a busy man who's already overstressed to do it. So (laughs) (laughs) glad glad to be here. Yeah, it's good to, good to see you and good to, good to speak with you once again. Uh, since our, since the podcast we had, which you were on, you know, you basically shared your story and where you'd come from and what's been going on. And, and for those who probably aren't familiar with you or may not have heard your podcast, maybe you can just give a brief personal capsule of, uh, who you are and, and, uh, and, and what you, what you were involved with. Yeah, for sure. So I was a member of the Gladstone community for around seven years from about 2012 to 2019. And, um, I'd been, been through a lot, um, was, was battling addiction, uh, was, was really at, at a, at a low point in my life and looking for answers and for help. And, and Gladstone kind of became that place for me where I could, uh, where, where I felt that they would love me and accept me for who I was and, and walk me through the, the healing and, and moving on to a, a deeper relationship with Jesus. And, um, I, I had a, an estranged son when I first moved into the community. Um, and over the years that relationship developed, um, but he lived three and a half hours away. And eventually I felt the Lord calling me to uh, move closer to him so I could be there, be available, be a father. Um, and so eventually that, that was one of the big motivating factors on top of um, realizing some of the things just didn't feel right in the community. Um, but kind of that combination of factors between um wanting to be a better father to my son and experiencing some things that didn't feel right in my spirit in the community led to me leaving in uh, December of 2019. Right. So that's kind of the, the super brief version. <laughs> Obviously there's a lot sure. wrapped up in there, but right. for those who, who maybe haven't heard. Right. And we'd like to remind anybody who's, who's maybe just joining us here in the podcast that, uh, Jeremiah's interview, uh, which he certainly, uh, has very well, uh, encapsulated here, uh, is, is listenable. Uh, you can download that and you can just look back at our, our RSS.com website and 
kind of dig around and find that. So uh, that and several other people who we've interviewed who are also part of the community and who also have have similar stories, uh, very similar. And uh, we also appreciate the fact that, you know, so many of them that have stepped forward have desired to do so, not out of a desire to get back or be vengeful, but the desire to just declare what's going on there and, and, and tell the truth about uh, a place that is devoted to not doing so, to, to really perpetuating a fantasy about itself. Uh, Gladstone, uh, now the Madison Community Church, uh, claims uh, to be just a small, insular community of, of, of Christians seeking to do God's will by living together and working together and basically living their lives entirely wrapped up with each other. And while that's, that's not a bad thing, that's certainly a biblical model, uh, it's just what's gone on under their specific covering, if I can use the word, that's really been become all the difference. And it's really where we've seen so much pain, so much abuse, so much evil come out of it that we just simply can't, or I certainly can't walk away and not say, look, something needs to be said about this and we need to remember this stuff. And uh, and as I've started to work with you folks uh, last fall, started to learn more about you, started to talk to you, first spoke with Scott, uh, began to realize that this, this community has been around for a while and it's, it's caused a whole world of hurt. And that's why we're, we are unfortunately here to help continue to declare that. So, so ever since our last interview, uh, a lot's gone on, uh, lots, a lot's been going on, uh, outside and, and, uh, outside of Glads, of Madison Place, Gladstone, whatever you want to call it. Um, the Gladstone community is usually the shorthand for that. A lot's gone on, and uh, there's been a gathering of a lot of people. There's been a lot more uh, unity, wouldn't you say, in terms of people coming together and, 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 and discussing these things? Yeah, definitely. I think even just right off the bat when, you know, we all started getting connected with you as you were kind of doing your research, um, and when we kind of all started to, to band together just – um, based off of, of that connection. And, um, it's, it's just been really, really good. I think it's been just so healing for people to know that they're not alone. Um, that, you know, every ex member of the community, everyone who's ever left has, has a story and, and they're, they're not too, uh, dissimilar from one another. And, and so that's, that's been really great to kind of see, you know, just as a little bit of light has begun to be shed on the community that, that people are coming, coming out of the woodwork and connecting and, um, you know, talking and, and sharing and, and having a voice. And I think that's, that's so important. Right. Right. And it's gone on to the point where you actually, you actually have now created a website, uh, basically about Gladstone and uh, maybe you can uh, share with us a little more about that. What's your, well, about that. Cause it just, that just came out I think in August and uh, it's, it's uh, looked at it. You've done an awesome job uh, in putting it out. Maybe you can share a little more about that as well. Cause that seems to be kind of where a lot of the uh, discussion, a lot of the focus is, is, is turning around on what about the resources you've shared. Maybe we can uh, discuss that. Yeah, for sure. So back in, yeah, it was, it was around July, August. Um, I 
I started putting together a website. It's gladstoneexposed.com. Um, it's, it's a whole lot easier than Madison Place Community Church Exposed.com. <laughs> so, uh, so we went with uh, GladstoneExposed.com. Yeah. Um, it, it just seemed like the right time. Um, yeah. you know, with the podcast starting to come out and, you know, there's nothing, I mean, you've mentioned before in interviewing other people, just kind of your shock and surprise that there's like nothing out there on Gladstone besides just a couple, um, you know, local articles, uh, in Cincinnati, uh, that are, that are, you know, out there on the internet. Um, and so it, I mean, it had been on, on the hearts of many, um, to, to get more awareness out there. And I'm a little, a little techie nerd. So I was like, (laughs) well, I guess I'll, I'll start trying to figure this out. And, um, yeah, you know, put something together because, you know, there, there needs to be a place where people can land and get answers. Right. Um, because one of the things about, you know, whether you're in a controlling cult coming out of one or you have friends and family in one is you have so many unanswered questions and you're always wondering, is it, am I really seeing what I'm seeing? Is this really? Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of that, you know, where people need someone to say, yes, what you're feeling is right. You know, there are weird things going on. There are evil things going on. People are being harmed and changed for the worse, not the better. And, you know, just, you know, people need that validation and and that, that encouragement on their journey to, to either come out or help, help their friends and family to come out. So. So we kind of put this website together. It's kind of in its infancy stages right now, um, just with some very basic information about the community and who the elders are and what the history of the community is and um, some links to, um, you know, some other organizations such as Spirit Watch Ministries um, and and Be Emboldened Ministries um, with Naomi, who you interviewed like a month or so ago. Right. Um, so we just kind of want to, you know, have a place where there's resources that can point people to, Hey, if you need help, you know, here's some good ministry, some good information. You know, what is, what is spiritual abuse? What are the red flags of a cult? You know, what, you know, what's the, what's the history behind the community? How did it get started? You know, kind of those, those common questions and things that, that I think can be really helpful to people. So that was, that was kind of our goal. I think long term we want, um, obviously to expand, you know, the, the depth of information that, that we have on there about the community and about healing from spiritual abuse and about how to, uh, reach and, and help your friends and family that are involved, um, and stuff like that. We kind of want to, want to bring depth to those those resources and those subjects over time kind of kind of where we're at now and 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 what we're doing great and of course it has uh been of course something that is uh an outgrowth of that need for information for people to understand that there is a place to learn and there's a place to grow there's a place to again 
come with your questions. And information is where it's all about, isn't it? I mean, like way before the Me Too movement started, uh, there was a, a, a proverb that a, a countercult organization put together and they just remembered what went on before that. The proverb they would circulate was, of all the words in the world, the most comforting are those that say, me too. And that was, and this is again years before this, this Me Too movement emerged, but, but I have found that is really the truth. If there are, there are so many places that, uh, contact in movements like this can, can leave you or lead you or abandon you in, but, but wherever place it leads you, it, it, it always leaves you with a sense of isolation, doesn't it? People feel like, like it's really, everything was their fault. That they were really so wicked that that they couldn't hack it. They were spiritual losers. That demons are going to infest their minds. Something bad's going to happen to them. They'll never know peace or truth or love again from anyplace else. And and they feel so isolated. They, they wonder where else where where can I learn? Uh, and, and I really am glad that that website was had gotten started. You know, we had we really had, uh, found that that's really been uh, a big source of help for a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, I think the response to the website has been, um, pretty, pretty shocking for me, at least. Um, I mean, just, just in terms of, of the amount of traffic, you know, the, the amount of website visits, I'm, I'm just kind of blown away. Yeah. You know, it's such, such a small community, you know, it's only like 120, 150 people at most. Um, but it's affected so many lives and, and so for me, it's just kind of like, wow, like there really is a big need here. Like people really are looking for answers and really do want to know, you know, what, what the truth is. And, and, and we have, we have places, you know, on the website where you can, you can email us, um, you can email us at, at help at gladstoneexposed.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, even reach out anonymously through the, through the website. Right. Um, through, through a, a, a chat box right on the website. Um, which, which I think can be helpful because, oh, yeah. you know, if, if you're in the community, uh, we know a lot of the internet use is monitored and email inboxes are monitored for different people. So it's, you know, being able to reach out anonymously, I think, is 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 also a big help. Right, right, exactly. And there's a Facebook link on on the website as well. Is that is that uh, that's going to an existing Facebook page? Yeah. So the the Facebook page is is totally private, and it's designed just for um, people who are affected. Um, you know, you, you have to be, be vetted to be invited and, and allowed into that group. Um, but we are working on a public Facebook page as well. Okay. Um, where, Great. and it's, it's not up yet, but it will be here in the next week or so. Okay. Um, Great. Where, where people can go there just, just for information and to ask questions and, you know, in a public yeah. form. Cause I know there's a lot of, you know, neighbors and, and concerned citizens and people that have just heard about it. Um, 
that that one answers as well. And so we want to provide a place for for that as well. Okay, great. And I asked that question despite what I was going to, what we talked about before I got home because simply because of the fact that, you know, there, there are levels of information that, that simply are, aren't going to be accessed any other way than but social media. And, uh, people need, uh, need it and they seek it and, uh, finding a balanced source for it is what important. So I think it's really vital to be, to be aware of, of just how critical uh, people look to that. I mean, our, our websites at spearwash.org, we, we get tons of traffic that way as well for people looking for all kinds of things. But typically sometimes we get most, the most connection is with people who, who approach us, uh, by email or by social media requesting help. And, um, and I, and I, I've, I've had an opportunity to actually, uh, share with a lot of people, uh, there. Uh, and it's amazing. And I'm not going to get into specifics, of course, but it's, but, but it's, well, it's really not that amazing, but it's, it's rather sadly, rather predictable as to how much de- personal devastation that time in, uh, in Glassstone has left them. Uh, it's, and as Scott has said, well, I, I, I think about this all the time when I, when we interviewed him, he's, he's, uh, Scott Morrison, he said, uh, uh, you know, people can leave a church, uh, and go on, go join another church or go someplace else. And, and they're not going to be as, you know, they're, they're going to get along. They're going to be fine. They're going to move on and just transition and go to another place. Whereas people who leave a place like Gladstone are absolutely just blindsided. They're absolutely destroyed, devastated. And, and that's been indicative of what, what we've seen. It's, it's really, really sad. Uh, so you have so many people with that kind of experience. You got to ask, okay, well, where there's smoke, there is fire. You know, something's going on out there, and I think we are coming to an understanding of what that is, aren't we? I mean, everybody's seeing that. Everybody's valid. Everybody, I think, is being validated by that. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, like I was saying earlier, it's just so huge that people are able to. I mean, people who have been out of the community for years have have reached out and got connected with us and and shared their stories, um, and and seen the stories of of others, and it's it's just amazing. Like this is this has been going on for years. Like it's not mm-hmm. like it just suddenly got bad in in the last couple of years and. Now yeah. all these people are disgruntled, you know, over some minor things. It's like the, the abuse and the psychological trauma that, that this, this environment and this community cause people. It, you know, it's not a new thing. Right. And, and, and it's been so, so awesome to see people coming around one another and saying, Oh my gosh, that happened to you. That's, almost exactly what happened to me. And then, you know, that, that camaraderie of, you know, this, this is our common experience, I think really gives, gives everyone a lot of, a lot of healing and and a lot of power to move forward with their lives. Right. Right. And what's, and what would you say to those who would, would, you know, look at Gladstone and try to from try to you know back up away from it. Those who have, who were never in it, those who've never been there, 
and who've only accepted Gladstone's self-representations of it as just another Christian church full of, you know, God-fearing people wanting to change the world. Uh, what would you say to those who, who, who take their representations as the gospel truth and say that this is, uh, well, this is, this is a Christian church here. Why, why are we so worried about that? Because when, when you listen to their teachings, I mean, with a few exceptions, their teachings and, and what they say and what they do, publicly when they're around these same people, they seem so loving, so caring, so biblical. They quote the Bible, they go to the scriptures, they dig around, they they I understand look on, on their on their website, they're going through this big old long series of studies through through the Bible, uh mostly through the Old Testament it looks like. <laughs> and um so what would you say to those who say, Well, aren't we being a little premature in uh in in uh, calling them cultic or, or or abusive, I mean, what would you say to them? Yeah, I've I've actually got that that question before from from someone who reached out that wasn't ever a member of the community, but was very was very familiar with the community, and you know went to a lot of services and had a lot of friendships there, and this this and that, and you know it's tough because. It does look so good on the outside. And, you know, before you're a member or when you're first becoming a member, um, you know, the, the, the love bombing and, you know, the way people treat you, you're like the only one in the room, you're so important, you're so loved, you know, everything has the appearance of, of such a, a godly biblical community. Um, you know, they teach the Bible, you know, they're, you know, very, um, you know, like some cults are like apocalyptic cults. They only focus on, you know, one part of the Bible. They're very inclusive of the entirety of scripture. Like you said, they have a lot of stuff in the Old Testament, you know, they're, they, they have, they put on, they put on a good face for an outsider. Um, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, what I say to, to people like that, where they're just in disbelief, like, oh, you guys are jumping the gun. You're just, you know, out to vilify, you know, whatever, you know, whatever people may think the motives are, um, is what you said earlier. And that's, there is so many people that have been so severely affected. It's not just like, oh man, I'm really upset or bitter at this church. You know, like, oh, they did me wrong. That's really, you know, (laughs) that's really unfortunate. That was a tough time. Like it's deep. I mean, almost everyone I know has had some kind of uh, outside professional help, you know, um, you know, counseling and therapy, um, to deal with with some of the emotional and, and the psychological challenges um, from the environment on the inside, and, and you don't, you can't just lump everybody in with like, oh, they're the bad batch or something, <laughs> you know? Like every single person who I have ever talked to that has left the community, and this spans people who were there you know, six, eight years ago and people who just left have experienced really challenging negative effects in, in their life from 
from from being there. And, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. things that they were told, you know, almost everyone I know was was told either explicitly or it was implied that if you walk away from this church, you're walking away from God. And if nothing else, if that's the only negative that someone takes away from leaving the community, that's enough to say this is a damaging cult. Yeah. Because you, you don't tell somebody that. <laughs> you're, you're not, you, no church leader can put themselves in the position of God and say definitively, you know, oh, if you leave our church, you're leaving God. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. We, 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 these same people would say uh, they're, they're so dazzled by the by the outer shiny wrapping that that when they they don't realize that when they pull the uh, all the tinsel off and look down at what what that wrapping has 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 uh, con- concealed. Uh, once that's done, uh, they're going to see some very ugly things. I mean, they may act in a way that, in which around them that seems so sweet and so biblical and so so loving and so full of community, and yet at the same time, when when you get down right down to it, they they're going to act a different way behind closed doors. You can't keep those those same people are, don't obviously see what's going on behind them. There's a lot going on within the community that no one ever sees. There's a lot of behavior that takes place. There's a lot of friction, a lot of tension, a lot of abuse that these same people will never see because mm-hmm. of 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 uh, Gladstone's commitment to to uh, abusing people in that way orally. I mean, they're not going to put data on, anything down on paper that they don't have to, which in which you can see the control, but it's there. It's 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 very much there, and and, and those who I think it's just says something to our time say people don't think, people don't discern, people don't look ahead and, and understand that you know, just because you see something uh, displayed a certain way and it looks so good, it doesn't necessarily mean that it actually is. And and that's that's a point of tension that uh, I've I have come across again and again when talking to people who aren't a part of an abusive group, who don't have any knowledge and understanding of them. That that this is a, this is a reality. This is a thing. <laughs> this is what is going on round about the world today, and this is this is how deception works. It looks more truer than the truth itself, and 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 that that's what fills people. So, um, and that's how I think uh, they they were able to go as far as they have in in basically approaching the the churches within Cincinnati that were there, in which they drew so much support. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to fault pastors or anyone there, but, but there's something to be said about what the Bible says about knowing those who you labor among. I think there was some disconnection there, and they just began to miss the fact that, that there were things going on which they needed to follow up on. And, uh, and that's part of the tragedy is that it, this went on unchecked for so long. And, yeah. And uh, it's... Yeah, even you look at the like services themselves where most, you know, people outside the community would get their understanding of what community is, you know, what the church is like is in their services. You know, they're, they're either like eating before, after, you know, having like a big, you know, meal, um, you know, they're like a new testament. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, you know, 
talking and praying with one another before and after the service, you know, the worship, everyone's involved. And I mean, from my experience and, and I'm, I'm sure it was this way for, for most of us who had left, some of my best memories are from right. the, the services and gatherings, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, uh, of course it looks so great if all you do is go to their services and gatherings and maybe come over to dinner at one of their houses every so often, because those are the best moments. Those are the good moments. Those are the moments when, you know, you, you see that, that, model of Christian community. It's, it's what happens inside the homes and, and during the week, you know, with, you know, the, the one-on-one, you know, conversations and the nitpicking and, you know, all the stuff that they do under the, the pretense of accountability and discipleship. That's where the real challenge, like the real trauma, um, and the spiritual abuse happens. It's, it's in those conversations where, you know, sometimes people are ganged up on by two, three elders to to talk them down and demean them about some some struggle they may have or some sin issue that, you know, keeps coming to the surface or, or whatever it is. And and those those aren't helpful. Those are those are threatening. Yeah. You know, those don't encourage people toward godliness and holiness. They, they strike fear in them. Yeah. And, and, you know, fear can only motivate you so, so long, but it is a very effective motivator. And, yeah. and when that's, that's the, the main drive and the main motivation behind their discipleship, well, that's not Jesus. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why it's so spiritually damaging to people because they're, they're, teaching a false ideal of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that's not, you, you can call it discipling. <laughs> you can call it that if you wish. In, in, in a technical term it is. Uh, it's it's a spiritual formation. You know, it's based on fear, abuse, and certainly not love. Nothing God would have us to do. And yet that's, that's part of the oral stance. It's an oral tradition, an oral culture that's there which nobody sees behind closed doors. I mean, these same people who, like you said, came to the services and and got involved in this really dynamic and, and very intense uh, experience of, of, of worship that was probably unlike anything that they've been in in, in their own churches or, or other places. Uh, they come in and they think, well, this, well, this man, this is incredible. This, I, I want more of this. This is just, just seems so right. It's so, so alive, so revived, so New Testament, you know, so first century, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and people see that and, and they take that as, as the one thing that really makes them get, uh, validated. And, and, but they, like you said, they don't see what goes on. Uh, let me ask you this, Jeremiah. In the sen- in the time you were there, do you have any sense of uh, how many people came and went, uh, uh, and, and from from the community? Uh, in terms of they, they 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 came from the outside, they were directed there. They were unfortunate in some instances they were actually uh, referred there by a variety of uh, ministries in the area, which we won't we won't get to that point just now yet. Uh, but they went there, they came, and, uh, of course, the, the community's gonna do all it can to make them stay, but they left. Do you have any sense of how many people might have been through those in the seven years you were there? 
Wow. I, I haven't even tried to think about that before, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's gotta be, I'd say at least 50 people. Wow. Just, just off the top of my head. I mean, that's, yeah, it's like one and two, like <laughs> mm-hmm. out of every member that stays, one leaves. Yeah. Right. So that has to say something. If, if, if this place really was yeah. a gate of heaven, uh, entry place into uh, a colony of heaven, uh, as the old song in the 1980s once said, uh, why are people leaving? Why, why, why would you want to leave something that's, that's so seemingly so good? I mean, uh, and, and that's again, uh, a, a, a really a question that people in the community who might be listening need to think about. Why are people leaving? Why do people have to secretly sneak away on Thursday nights? I'll bet every Thursday night Bible study they have, I bet the, the elders are really watching where all the car keys are and the phones are everything, I guess, closer <laughs> every Thursday night. Cause that's when people seem to, seem to, seem to steal away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is a valid, valid question. Um, I, I know what, what the community mind would say. They, they would quote, uh, Jesus's words where he says, you know, basically it's hard to get into the kingdom of heaven. You know, the gate is narrow, you know, so they would, they would justify how so many people leave by, well, you know, the kingdom's actually kind of small. It's kind of the, the, the teaching that, that comes out of community. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, following Jesus definitely has its, its challenges, but you know, of the people who leave it, they're not leaving because they don't want to follow Jesus anymore. (laughs) You know, they're not leaving that this specific church because following Jesus is hard. They're leaving it because they're being abused. (laughs) They may not know. They may not phrase it that way in the moment. You know, it sometimes takes years for people to realize that what they were going through was was abuse or was was wrong and was a misrepresentation of Jesus. Right. You know, and I I think one of one of the saddest stories that that's been shared with me um, since you know putting stuff out on Facebook and getting the website going is. Um, uh, uh, a person, an ex-member reached out to me and said, you know, I've been, been out of the community for an X amount of years and I've never been back to church because mm-hmm. I thought the only way to follow Jesus was to do it the way they do it. And I knew I couldn't do it that way. And I, you know, I, I had to tell this person, I was like, well, I understand how you would, you would think that, but the community way is not the way of Jesus. Yeah. It's not the exclusive way. Like the only way to the Father is through Jesus. It's not through the traditions and teachings of yeah. one small church in Cincinnati. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not. And but what they what they have successfully done is they've successfully been able to persuade everyone there in, in in Gladstone to just basically shut their shut their brains off and stop thinking and stop questioning. 
It's not that it's, it's and, and only at the point in which it matters for community to marshal that control over them. Otherwise, they're allowed to, of course, think and be creative and do what they want, and, and just as long as it's within the boundaries that they set for them. And and once once you control a person's thinking, you're going to be able to control their behavior. And then at that point, uh, the, 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 it's just basically a point of where this is no longer Christian discipleship. This, this is this is cultic mind control. This is where people are controlling you, and, and they're doing it thinking it's for your own good. And that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, you know, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and you love him with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and, and, and your strength. I mean, your mind is something you can, you can love Jesus with as well. And, and a, and a mind is something that thinks, that considers, that weighs. And fortunately, um, as, as horribly as, as they've treated a lot of people, a lot of people there, there's quite a few people who actually have, Successfully, but able to keep their 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 critical thinking skills up, and and then just did the most basic thing you can do: just compare what they do to what Jesus says. And you can say this this isn't the abundant life that Jesus died for whatsoever. There, especially when you know you could be in a position where you could be you could be verbally pistol whipped <laughs> or or jumped on. I mean, one of the I forgot who I spoke with, but somebody mentioned that there was there was a, a very common practice every day. It seems to go on there in in Glassstone. And Jeremiah, you can tell me whether I'm right or wrong. But some this person told me, listen, this it was very it's a very common thing for someone to start uh, criticizing you and correcting you and you, and telling her that you need to die. You need to die. You, you, you just need you, you just need to completely perish. And what they're meaning is is not that you literally die, but you just need to just stop asking questions. You need to stop doing, uh, start doing what we say and not follow our example. Is, is, is that something you saw? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the way leadership is taught to disciple is essentially through, uh, self doubt, getting, mm-hmm. getting people to the point where they, don't trust their own thinking at all. Um, one of the ways that, that you know, it's very common, I mean, I, I'm sure this happened to nearly everybody, <laughs> is when you're having these intense discipleship conversations where somebody's bringing out like, hey, I think you're, you know, being selfish because of this behavior I observed. If If you disagree with that, there's there is no discussion there's no open discussion of like oh i see you know in like a healthy way like oh i see why you would think that you know this behavior was a selfish thing like let's talk about it and see maybe there is something hidden under there um but it, the conversations never went that way they were never two-sided they were always one-sided conversations of you're doing this this is sin you need to repent right and if you disagree well, you just, you need to deny yourself. You can't trust yourself. Like you need to trust me. Like you're, you're going to deceive yourself if you try to think about this on your own. Or if you try to defend yourself, that's just pride. And so they, they, tr- they break down your ability to critically think. So you just shut it off because eventually you're like, well, I don't want to fight every time somebody brings something, you know, bring something to me that they think is, 
you know, sinful. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is, it is a technique of, of just breaking people down to where you, you can't think for yourself. Right. You know, people don't allow you that, that opportunity. Right. And it all seems to come top down, doesn't it? You know, Zach was the one that at first initially started placing that kind of model. I mean, obviously everybody looks to him and of course his example follows. Uh, and it's, and, and that of course is where everybody else involved in leadership has basically been, been, you know, been basically brought away, brought under his, under his control, under his domination. And, and it's why leadership is what it is. Would you would you agree? I mean, I would think people like Brian Roselli and Eric Potakari and Alex Sani and Sebastian Hilton and Benjamin Van Korf, BVK and Justin Fay, uh, they're the elders. They're current. They're the ones that are obviously looking up to Zach, the chief elder, the leader elder, uh, and 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 so they're getting that example from somewhere, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, any any new elder, which they haven't had new elders for many years now, but um, any new elders are directly discipled by Zach, either before they become elders or right after they're, they're nominated to be elders. Uh And you can, you can see their behavior change over time. Um, You know, BVK, for example, I mean, he joined the community when he was like 19, I think 19 or 20. You know, very moldable young man, um, and you know Zach wasn't much older, maybe by like five years or so. Um, but you know, when when you're that young, you look up to anybody older than you, and right. then you know, eventually, you know, um, he got nominated for eldership, and. Um, he was directly discipled by Zach. He was in Zach's discipleship group. And, and I could see the change. I mean, when I first met BBK um, and really got to know him, he had joined the work crew as a work crew leader where, you know, they go around and fix up the houses and do remodeling and maintenance and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, BBK and I used to be a, be a team a lot. Uh, pretty frequently and we would go around and be fixing stuff up and he was very calm very polite a very very agreeable person you know very charismatic like you wanted to be around him um and and he was such a good listener you know he really would would hear what you were saying and and like very friendly um but you know, as time went on and the longer he was an elder and the longer he was uh, under Zach's discipleship, you know, his his demeanor began to get more um, more severe, more abrupt. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's sad to see those those kinds of things happen to people. But, you know, I, I certainly believe it's because because Zach was, you know, filling his head with, oh, this is what you do in this situation. Oh, this is how you, you know, handle these kinds of people. And mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah, know, just just created created a disciple that was just as as jaded and abusive as as he was. Right. 
And we'll have a lot more talk about that because I, like I said, I've had the opportunity to meet with several people who knew Zach from the earliest days uh, of his life. I spoke with somebody who uh, who grew up with him and uh, who, knew, who knows what's gone on and knows of some of the formative influences and, and, and some of the ways in which he he was he was uh, he modeled himself the way he carried himself. And it became very early, it became very, uh, becomes very evident that early, very early on in, in his development, uh, he be, he really wanted to, to be a leader at any cost. And he, and, and the leadership was typically around making people feel that they were going to be on a quest, that they, that they're going to be part of his adventure. And, uh, that's one of the things that, uh, my article is going to really focus in on that I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm, I'm so, been so stretched for time, <laughs> but, uh, in, in putting it out, but, but those very dynamics, those very things you're speaking of in terms of, uh, you know, having somebody basically brutalize you when you stepped out of their, uh, their favor or, or agreement with them was something that he basically indulged in. And, and we're going to talk, I'll talk more about that in, in the article, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've, you already know about a lot of this and, and are aware of what's going on. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's not Christian. That's not Christian by any means. That's not, that's, that's not Christ-like. That's not modeling his image whatsoever. It's, it's something entirely different. It just happened to have a church and Jesus mask will, will, uh, uh scotch taped on, isn't it? <laughs> that's unfortunately yeah. the way it yeah, is. For sure. Yeah. Right. So, uh, what do you hope to see happen eventually, uh, with, with this? I mean, we were, we, I think right now you're, you're, you're part of a, of a, of a community of former members who are just now starting to tell their stories, come together, start to decompress, start to find common community, very real community. And, uh, and, uh, in the midst of all that, uh, do you have any sense again of, I usually use that term loosely, but of, of where you think things might be going, uh, where, where people hope to go with, with, uh, with this, uh, connection? Well, I, I mean, first and foremost, my, my hope for, for the, for, for the group and, you know, for, you know, the, the, this community of, of ex-members and, and friends and family that have been affected. I mean, my, my main heart in all of this from the beginning has been, uh, just for healing and wholeness for, for everyone involved and, and, you know, just to have a place of support. Um, you know, there, the, if, if you leave, you know, a, a destructive cult, you don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know who to talk to, you know, even, you know, a lot of therapists and counselors sadly are, you know, not really well versed in, um, you know, how to really help somebody, you know, heal coming out of a situation like that. Um, and, and so, you know, that's, that's my, my main heart is just to, to see people heal from the wounds, you know, to, to, you know, be able to drop the, the bitterness and, you know, the hurt over time and, and it takes time. I mean, it just, yes. you know, it's one of those things. Healing just takes time. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and so that's, that's really what I want to see, 
you know, and as, as more people That's hear cool. about it and come out of Gladstone and, um, you know, uh, more friends and family members find out about us, you know, over time, I just hope we, we can continue to connect and, and grow and, and be that place where, where people can, can find healing. I know a lot of times, you know, someone will, will post, you know, an encouraging song or, um, you know, an encouraging talk that maybe, uh, goes over spiritual abuse or, you know, healing and, 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 and restoration. And Mm -hmm. I I think, you know, just having, having a place where we can share those things with one another and share our stories and share our hurts and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, people, We'll just randomly be like, oh my gosh, I was sitting in traffic and I had a flashback to this one time mm-hmm. and, and yeah. they'll share that story. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's just so valuable to have a yeah. place where you can, yeah. can share those things. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about where we're going. You know, I, 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 I've just seen so many, so many people already, you know, just in a, a few short months. Um, you know, be, be greatly benefited by, mm-hmm. by coming together and, right. and, and being a part of our, our group. So that's, that's really, really what it's all about. Right. Right. That's definitely the best goal. The noblest goal to shoot for is to see the wounded healed, to see people brought back to wholeness, to see people restored to what they should have been in to begin with. And that's walking, you know, with, with integrity, with personal peace, with connection with others, and, and most of all, with with the God that they that they were told all about, but who they just learned was a, was a cruel bully using a using Zach and others as as his chief mouthpiece. They're learning that it's all not like that. That is certainly certainly uh, my my heart's beat and prayer for you guys as well. So I, I, I'm so glad that that's been, uh, your, 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 your subject matter, your, your focus. I mean, it's, it's one thing to understand the nature of the authoritarian tyranny that you were put through. It's another to then put behind you what it's done to you. And everyone is, everyone has been a victim. I know it's in a day and age which people like to really frown on the, the act of, the fact that people can be victimized. But it really has been that kind of experience. And, 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 and I have found in the community that the former members I spoke with so many people at so many different points of their individual recovery stories. Some people are just now getting a grip on the fact that, that Zach really, really done everybody wrong, led everybody wrong. They, they, they're, they're, their minds aren't quite there. They're finally accepting it. They finally are. And then there's people who are filled with, with anger. Because they are recovering this, their own sense of, of identity and they're realizing that they were violated and that really, and that, and that anger is, is a fruit of their desire, uh, to stand up and say, no, that was wrong. I shouldn't have been a part of that and I shouldn't have been done that way. And then there's people who are obviously who are, who are grieving and broken and don't know what to do. But uh, I'm thankful, uh, Jeremiah, so thankful that, that everyone there is, is, uh, that, that everyone I've met and everyone so far that I've seen 
that's been involved uh, has has really desired that, and 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 they're approaching it at their own strength, their own speed, as as it should be. You know, everybody, you you can't make a journey except you know what 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 foot to put forward first, right? And so, and they're learning, and that's and that's and that's growth in itself. I'm so so glad to see that go forth, and uh, I really look forward to seeing uh what what God's going to do and and what folks are going to do with they with themselves it's it's great to see people graduate from college and people getting on with their lives and getting going to jobs and raising families just normal life right i mean it's that's just the way yeah. it should be right yeah yeah i mean it's it's so wonderful to see people you know um yeah just just experiencing life you know falling in love and you know getting good jobs and you know buying their first home you know all these things that that are you know just just a part of of life and and for many we're we're told they were evil things (laughs) or their (laughs) desires for them were evil and yeah so you know you can see just in people's actions that healing is happening as well and that they're breaking away from some of the, the false teachings that they, yeah, that they had had had, had heard, and 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 it's so wonderful. Yeah, that's uh, you know, I just I just love I love seeing that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a good place to be, and really, really wonderful place to be. Well, let me ask you this, Jeremiah, and 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 this is something maybe you you can think about, you, uh, but but I'd like to know: Do you do you have? Uh, any, any, I think, and I think you have uh, regarding uh, your your long term vision uh, for what you've been doing through through Glasgow Exposed. Uh, I know for a fact that so many people are bound to the places like like cults or communities of, of abuse because they're persuaded that there's no place else to go. There's nowhere else they can go. There's no one who's going to love them, accept them, and then even if they can work beyond that. Work, even if they can work beyond that lie, uh, they are financially and personally and socially bound uh, in, in, to the community because they don't place no, they don't have any place else to go. They they may have burned bridges with family and friends in the past, so so they're estranged from from even that support group from 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 their, from those who might be able to help them. Um, has really thought about, about, about what what actual physical means or any sort of support that uh, that that could be offered that way. I mean, as a, I, I I do know uh, I, that there's so many places that there are people who have said that if you if you want to get out of there, I'll come get you. I'll come get you out of that place. I, I will uh, I will help you get out of that place. Is there any any uh, uh, thought towards that uh, occurring? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, it's not, it's not advertised on, on the website. Um, like I said, there's a lot of logistical things, uh, to go through in the websites in its infancy, but we, we definitely have, uh, tons and tons of people, um, you know, locally and, you know, now throughout the United States that, um, are willing to help, you know, in, in whatever, that's great, whatever that looks like, um, you know, whether, um, you need a place to stay, you know, uh, we, we have people available right now in, in Cincinnati and throughout Ohio and, and that, that would have a room today, 
if somebody wanted to leave and had nothing and nowhere to go. That's wonderful. Um, you know, we, we have people that, you know, can help, help them find jobs and help them, you know, get, you know, connected to any, any local social services that they may need. Um, you know, all of that. There's, there's a, a, an incredible amount of, of people that are willing to donate their, their resources and, and their time and their money to help, um, someone who's, who's trying to leave that feels trapped there. Right. So definitely, uh, you know, if, if anyone is listening and, and they're in that, that spot where you, you feel like things are wrong, you feel like, you know, you've had this nagging thought in your mind that this, this place just, isn't right or it's it's not the place i don't feel like i'm connected to god and growing here um i feel hurt by this place and and you're thinking about leaving but you don't know what you would do and you don't know where you would go um reach out reach out through gladstoneexposed.com email us at at help at gladstoneexposed.com and we will we will put all of our resources at, at your disposal Mm-hmm. To, to get you out and get you help. And there's a get help uh, link there on the website that, uh, like I said, uh, you you could anyone that can use it, right? Let's say you'll uh, you know Mary Mary recruit uh, hears this and it's and she really needs to call. She can go in there, put her name in, her email, her subject line, and tell them what they want, and then type their message, right? And hit submit, and bam, it's gone, right? Yep, yep, absolutely, and. and and there'll there'll be somebody, um, you know, ready to to reach out and respond to you. Um, That's great, and and get you connected with with whatever help uh, you may need. Right. Even if it comes to driving up to the to to the uh, central teach or or central time of a uh, of fellowship and, and 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 getting you out of there. I mean, I'm sure that's all involved there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I that's there's good. there's been multiple people. Um, in the Cincinnati area that, that have reached out and said, Hey, if, if someone's trying to leave, you call me and I'll go get them. Great. And, and they're, they're good Christian, trustworthy people. Great. So you vetted them, you know who they are and they're good. They're going to be able to help. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. Great. That's great. Fantastic to hear. Well, what do you have, um, uh, if there's people that like to make donations, or any sort of other or material means that, that help is you, do you have a link or anything like that or some way, how would they do get that to you? Well, we don't have anything set up just yet. Um, but that, that will be coming in the future. Okay. Uh, because I know there's, there's a lot of people out there, um, that, that want to help and want to support what we're doing. Um, and, and so it's, here, here, probably in the next month or so. Um, just keep checking back to the website if if you want to uh, donate and you know help help us to help people. Um, that that'll be coming here soon. That's great. That's great. It's fantastic. And I've and I've heard you've had you you know as needed. You guys come together every now and then, and you have meetings. You get together and you share. Uh, those are sort of times that are really I think would probably be most beneficial for anyone wanting to get out of some place like that wouldn't it oh yeah absolutely i mean anytime um you know we we hear of of someone who's left um 
you know, somebody reaches out and, and lets them know. And, and we would, we would all, all come together in, you know, a matter of hours <laughs> to, to spend time yes. know, speaking with them and, yes. and, you know, telling them that it's going to be okay and they're not alone. And yeah, there, there's hope for, for healing and, and, yeah. And the relationship with God and all that. Right. And that's the nature of real community, isn't it? Coming together when people are, are, are needing it and, and often when people don't. I mean, you, it's just coming together and, and doing life with each other. Isn't, isn't that the way it should be? <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, novel thought, something Zach thought he could replicate and, and knew he, that, that was his bottle. That was his lightning in the bottle. Uh, he wanted, he wanted to take, the, he, he takes the Christian ideal and tries to use it as a way to, to pad his own, his own empire. And, uh, and I'm hoping and praying that, uh, at some point, you know, the, uh, the luster is going to be off, luster is going to be off of his, uh, his apple. And, uh, I think people are going to start seeing for that. And I'm really hoping and praying that that will be our, our time to see, uh, people leave and, and people get to the real thing. And what they really want to do. So, anything else you'd like to share before, yeah. as we end today, Jeremiah? Anything else? Any of the last thoughts, words you'd like to share? Uh, I'm going to steal the last thoughts from Sam and her podcast because okay. I think she said she said she said it the best when you asked her for her final thoughts, and and I I, I think it just can't be said enough that all of us who have left have nothing but love for the community and the people there. Yeah. And our, our heart's desire beyond anything else is to love them and to see them healthy and whole and in relationship, true relationship Mm -hmm. with Jesus. And, you know, I know there's almost no way for someone who's on the inside to view this movement as anything other than an attack. Mm-hmm. on their faith and on their way of life and, and all that stuff. And it's so hard to see beyond that deception and see the true heart that we have and the drive that we have behind why we're doing this. And it's, it's only motivated by our love for, for these people. Yeah. Uh, for, for each and every one that's involved. Mm-hmm. Zach included. Right. Right. Um, you know, we, we want to see them all get, get healing and, and, and true relationship with Jesus. Amen to that. Yes, sir. That's, that's, that's why we're here. Right. Right. There's room to cross. That's the old saying says for everyone. And Zach, that includes you. In fact, there's a, there's a space right there next to me or Jeremiah or anyone else. We, we all need Christ. And as much as you may not think you do, you know, deep downside that you have a terrible, terrible poverty that could only be, that could only be changed by your bond of the need before him. Otherwise, now you have that choice. You can either bow your knee to him or you can let his, his, uh, his terrible swift sword come upon you. And, uh, that would be his doing, not mine. Uh, I certainly don't hate anyone. Uh, I, I, I'm greatly opposed to what, uh, to what, you may be doing uh, to what you represent, what you stand for, but uh, but I think as as you've heard, as you've been hearing, 
uh, you are, are, are a loved person and there's room at the cross for you but you gotta go there you gotta bow the knee you gotta confess those sins you gotta repent of them you gotta re-embrace the Jesus you, you say you know and that's the way it works and not by the intimidation and not by the religion that you've embraced Zach we, we hope that's that's our prayer that you hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. for listening today as we explore just where are we going. Our prayer is that you have been encouraged and strengthened and if necessary, challenged in your daily journey through life. Jesus is coming. You can fall with the night or you can rise with the sun. The choice is yours. You can email us with questions and comments at feedback at spiritwatch.org. And if you need urgent personal spiritual help, email us at help at spiritwatch.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Please follow our podcasting at our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. This podcast is a production of Spirit Watch Ministries, taking heed that no man deceives you.